Welcome to Campfire Fireside Chats. This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome, campers, to this week's Fireside Chat. Just a couple of quick announcements, then we'll get to this week's guest. Patreon. Patreon.com slash Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. Choose the tier that best suits your preference, and get access to exclusive and discounted merch, behind-the-scenes looks at the writing and editing process, and two weekly shows, Lights Out, which is an exploration of short horror, and Midweek Weird, a 40-in news update. We have a couple of bigger monthly shows in the works as well. Also, you get a little sneak peek of the actual notes that Ryan and I take during the reading of the stories. Margin doodles and all. Merch. We have some awesome new designs that are so close to being ready. We cannot wait for that. Find the link in the episode description or go through our link tree and go check out our merch store. Stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs... Everything with fantastic designs by a slew of brilliant artists. And lastly, we just launched the Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling fan page on Facebook. We would love for this to become the hub of the Campfire community. We're brand new over there. Still small, but growing. So go get involved and invite all your weird friends. And now to this week's guest. This week, we have a true blue experiencer. Derek Olson is someone who has lived with the paranormal alongside him his entire life. We discussed a wide array of phenomena, some genuinely quite terrifying, and landed on some pretty fascinating theories on what is behind a few of his more harrowing experiences. He was also gracious enough to discuss with me how the paranormal fits into his eighth in his relationship with God. This was a great chat. We hope you'll enjoy it as much as we did. Okay, so, Derek, thank you for doing the show. Welcome to your fireside chat. Excited. This is one of the many words I could come up with. Ecstatic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to have you on. You are our very first patron on Patreon, so that that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was like, like I, I just kept refreshing it, searched it, searched it, searched it, and then... There it was. Subscribed. Donated. That's awesome. Yeah, we, you know, obviously appreciate that a ton. But I'm excited yeah. to hear your hear your stories because you've alluded to the fact that you've had some some paranormal experiences throughout your life. So yeah, that's um, putting it as that's putting it a little lightly. I've had a lot of paranormal experiences. Awesome. Some constant. Uh, some come and yeah. go so where did all that start for you uh, childhood home east side of St. Paul uh, childhood bedroom at night kind of just like the normal like not quite mon- monster under the bed it was like the shadow children in the window like Ooh. it was terrifying and like I still don't know if it's like it was somehow a dream, or I was actually, or it was like sleep paralysis or something. But it's like I just remember, like, and you you could make out the forms, like they were darker than dark, right? And like just 
bobbing up and down in the window. Ugh. And it wouldn't yeah. like go in a row and be like, one, and over on the left, one like in the, just off the middle. Like, I like that Man. happened when I was a toddler and I still remember it to this day is, is telling. See, yeah, that's, I always, I always think, um, a lot of these experiences that people kind of write off in the moment, I think if you remember every detail of them, you know, 20, 30 years later, that to me, that says like, you really had an experience, you know? Well, that, that it was, it was constant. It was every night for probably about six months. Like that's crazy. So, and and that was when you were how old? Three or four. And that, like, was it always just in the window? Yeah. Like, you saw them, like, outside the window? Yeah, they, there was no, like, form inside. It was always outside. Okay. And it would obviously be just, like, late, so no kid's going to be outside, especially on the east side of St. Paul. Yeah. Not in Minnesota exactly the safest place to be. Yeah, yeah. Also, as we discussed before we recorded, the weather. Yes, right? how crazy it can be, windy. Like that was, I mean, if I remember right, obviously I was three or four, so I probably don't. It was, it was, it was not horrible outside. It wasn't winter yeah. yet. Okay. So that's one of like the only things that, that I can really remember that happened in that house. And we moved when I was seven, so. Okay, and what kind of activity picked up later? I think the, the so the craziest one is like, and I just realized it was a ghost like three or four years ago, and I should have realized it when I was like eight or nine when it was a ghost, but it wasn't there when I went to look for it. But I'd be like in our living room watching TV in between my bedroom and my parents' bedroom, a black cat would just walk between, go into the rooms. And then, like, five, ten minutes later, turn around and walk back. And back. Weird. And you didn't have a black cat? No, we've only had one dog. And I don't don't even think we had him yet. Like, like no matter what... I think it was more residual because, like, it didn't matter. It was, like, it was a time of day, but it was literally, like, every day. See, I often wonder with, with stories like that, like, if that's just like an inner sort of like an energy imprint that's just replaying over and over again you know yeah like the the original concept of like residual energies yeah what is that imprint and then like then came when i was like 10 was like the first was next like really big one i can like i remember it was like my end of my first you realize when I was in like my twenties, my first encounter with like psychokinetic like abilities, like psychokinetic phenomenon. So I'd heard I was at after school programming and one of the uh, people who was working there, I don't know how she got the job there, but whatever. (laughs) Um was telling scary stories in the computer lab and she was telling like how they were in these caves and they saw a hand like go up on the wall. So like for a like a shadow hand for like a year after that, I would see like coming they're coming in through my window, on the ceiling, like a shadow hand 
like when I was trying to go to bed. Oh, weird. It's like I know, like I manifested that because it never happened before. Right. So why Until you heard that story now? Exactly. Yeah. And then just constant orbs, what I call shadow orbs, just like black balls, just yeah. zipping back like orbs. Or since I was, I mean, I don't remember an age when I wasn't seeing those. Uh, and then was I like 13? Like it's kind of sporadic, but like a lot happened. Right. Thir- like the big ones I remember, like 13, I was laying in bed, had my window open because it was spring and it was actually a nice breeze. And I hear like these big footsteps outside. And all of a sudden, like whatever it was, I'm fairly sure it was Bigfoot. Okay. Because it was bit like turn and like illuminated eyes. I've never heard that in any other like Bigfoot encounter or Bigfoot sighting. Uh-huh. But like the eyes were glowing and they were at least ten inches apart. Whoa. That's a big Bigfoot. Uh huh. Boy, hell, it'd be ten, twelve foot off the ground. Yeah. Like big Bigfoot. Yeah. That's and how I mean how long did that last? How long did it that sort of just once. stand there? Uh probably five minutes. Like probably not even fifty seconds. Yeah. Just kinda of looked in and then turned and walked. That only That's... happened once. Yeah, I imagine it would only take about a minute of that to terrify somebody. Oh yeah. That's and it, like what it was dark. So, did you see... Were you able to see anything but other than the eyes? No. Nothing. No. Okay. But you could but hear you heard the footsteps. Yeah. Yeah. That's gnarly. Like twigs breaking under, yeah. It was... Wow. And obviously, there's just no footsteps for... I think it was raining that night, too. Like, yeah. So, of course, there's not going to be any evidence of it. Sure. And then, Yeah, that's crazy. I wasn't yeah. expecting a Bigfoot encounter. Oh, that's what I meant by cryptid, like Bigfoot. Yeah. A lot of them is shadows. Like right. Constant shadows that everybody sees. That's at least everybody that I've known. Like yeah. those zip out of the corner of your eye. Like little quick as you turn your head. Yeah. I think the like, scariest one actually happened. Not scariest, but like one of the weirdest ones happened like a month ago. I was in our garage. I was grabbing, I don't even remember what I was grabbing or if I was walking up to check on something. And I turn around and I see a shadow figure probably. And I grab my, our like garage door was open, like the garage door to the house is open. Uh, maybe four foot tall. Okay. Look at me, turn and run. Oh. Like through a wall or oh. through our patio door. Like, I'm like, that definitely happened. <laughs> wow. How Okay, so how do you like how do you kind of like stay sane? <laughs> yeah, and like I guess what I'm wondering is how do, like how do you make room for for these for the existence of these things? Like what what do you think of them as? I think of a lot of it as as human spirit as like leftover over just like whatever matter whatever energy we're made up of stardust whatever you want to say sure 
And I think some of it, when it comes to like shadow big, you see it in like the daytime, and you have to tell like that's real, like that's physically there, yeah. it has actual shape. Is like has been since the beginning of time, since creation, since the Big Bang, and like it was created when the explosion happened, like Stardust happened. Okay, like they're older than old. So you think of them as like non non human, like a separate entity. I don't, like I would usually refer to them as like shadow people. Yeah. And then it's like a shadow. Like shadow in general, just like I think is either like pareidolia, or yeah. maybe you're actually seeing something just out of the corner of your eye. But when you're physically seeing like thick shadow and there's nothing it's attached to. And there, and you're just that's kind of just in awe of it. Like you, you feel yeah. like the energy from it. Like that's not, in my opinion, it's not like demonic, but it's not human. Yeah. That, like yeah, I've never had like an actual like negative encounter. It's always been like seeing and then like zip gone. Right. Or like this like just say. observation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that that they could it could possibly be, be some sort of like paranatural, a, yeah, alien, some sort of of like that. Maybe not in general, but maybe just to like they're observing, like okay, and then like I, I've often heard of I've often heard the theory that they're. I don't know, people bat around the idea that maybe they're, like, time travelers. I could see that. Like, some sort of cloaking for time travelers that are, you know, that are observing the past. I'd almost also maybe think of, like, one of the the coolest ghost stories that I'd heard. I don't remember where I heard it, but it was uh, these three guys walked into uh, his grandma's house and his grandma just passed away and they see a shadow sitting on like a chair and they just run out but yeah. then he remembers like a month or two down the road like she told him a story of she saw three figures walk in and they saw her and bolted gotcha like so like it was like an imprint before it happened yeah interesting that's a weird way to think about it Mm-hmm. Hmm. That, I mean, I guess, deep? like, if, you know, five years from now, you have, like, a, you know, four-foot-tall kid run, you know, in your garage that looks at you and then runs out your your patio door. Right. Really, like, like oh, yeah. that was a shot of the future I caught. That would be crazy to think. I see that, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's when I'm gone or whatever, and it's the next family that moves in here. Yeah. And they yep. have a kid, and they see his shadow me imprinted right. there, and, and then they're like scared and runs. Like, yeah. That's, yeah, that's like crazy. Nine, ten year old, that's usually four foot tall ish. Yeah. Like, I'd be. And terrified too. <laughs> right? Exactly. Man, that's 
that's kind of cool like to think of all these shadow encounters like to try to think of them reversed you know mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting I like one thing that. is that I've also had almost I, I can't think of like one that it wasn't just like scary I, I can't think of one that wasn't that was like I thought it was actually gonna hurt that was like confrontational yeah I could never thought like that one probably like the one I tell most people it was shadow people again but it was like almost like a freeze frame okay I was standing up in our uh, in our living room and I was like we have a big portrait window and I was just looking out there I had just turned to look out and there's three giant shadows they had, probably like fourth perspective they were bigger they looked bigger than they probably were yeah. but they looked at least like 10 foot they're probably probably about seven to eight, but just having wow. to slant down to the yard, probably a little height differential. And it looked like one was like standing under one of our trees. Okay. Like it was just like and they like none of them were moving. It was like I caught them like walking and they just like froze. Yeah. Like it was weird. Like I turn and look back and they're just just like back to being how it was. Whoa. Like it was just weird. See that? Yeah, that's that's very strange. I don't. I never really know what to think about the shadow, the shadow people encounters. There's, they seem to be so common. Like, a lot of people see them, and have I, like. See, I think of what it is is like it's the is it takes so much energy for something to manifest that it is the easiest thing for a spirit to manifest as is a shadow. That makes sense. Sort of like um, like a blank template mm-hmm. version of itself. Okay. I mean, like, the thing I can really think of, and you might have to cut this part out because it's copyrighted material, is full, is full Metal Alchemist. When they die and like they go to the door and there's that blank of themselves. Yeah. Like with Edward, it has his missing arm and leg. Yeah, that's... Okay. That makes a lot of sense actually. Like maybe it's just as as close as they can get, right, to mm-hmm. like manifesting. Cuz they don't have a physical body. Like Right. But I think of it like very similar to like how how you like if animals, like if you treat them with respect, paranormal most likely is going to treat you with respect. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're not just trying to mess with it. Yeah, I think it's definitely a get-what-you-give type situation, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, it's all, it's all about intention. Yeah. See, I think um, a lot of, you know, 14 phenomenon, I think, comes down to that. I think, because in my opinion, the experiencer's perception of the events shape it just as much as whatever force is behind it. You know, right. so I think that if... For people who go in with the intentions of positivity, I think that's generally what they get in return, right? I agree. Yeah, I mean, like if you're if you are going in to mess with something, you're gonna get screwed. Yeah. But I also think that there are angry spirits, like yeah, but there are just angry that maybe not, not demonic, but obviously believe in demonic, but um. Just angry people who are angry and as angry in death as they were when they were alive. Yeah, I mean that that makes sense. If I mean if what if what ghosts are is 
you know, the sort of the leftover, for lack of a better term, soul of a of a person. That leftover imprint, leftover energy. Yeah. I think if that is what it is, I think definitely your attitude from life would have a, an effect on what you are in in death, right? Right. Yeah. I think a lot, a lot of it can do with like how you were raised too, and like especially sure. with religion, and obviously raised and being raised in the church, like not always taught to like res- quote unquote respect it. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, no matter what, it's demonic. Like, no, it's not. Yeah. Like, maybe sometimes, yeah, but there's such just a vast, just like, almost just like black cloud of just like, oh, it's not physical and it's not God or angels. Well, then it's demonic. Right. Like, how can you say that when you don't know? What? I mean, if you don't mind my asking, what kind of church were you raised in? non-denominational Baptist base okay so Baptists don't really leave a whole lot of room for the paranormal in general no but I also didn't really leave a lot of room for that part of that belief system so sure like I I've always not always said but I've said since I was about 25 it's like I don't conform to any denomination like I don't Like that's no no business of mine what denomination somebody is or if they believe yeah. or not. Like, I'll talk about it. I will talk with them about it. Tell them what I believe. But it's like they agree with it. They agree with it. If they don't, they don't. I can't shove what I believe down someone's throat. Yeah. Which is a very um, different uh, mindset than hearing from most Christians who are on podcasts. That's true. That's true. Um, so, do you think you approach it that way because... You because you believe the the small, you know, minutiae, the little differences from sect to sect are are mostly are mostly like unimportant in the long run, or is it basically you're just like you try to be a nice guy about it? I just I honestly don't care about like I that's all human made stuff. People made that to divide other to, to divide the church. Yeah. I have no time for it. Yeah. That yeah, I agree with that perspective. I think you know the I think most most of the modern, you know, you think about like Methodists and Baptists and all the different sects of the of the Christian church in America especially. I think if you actually look at the history, you'll find that most of those split-offs just came from like little arguments little mm-hmm. feuds that happened in the church and they're like well we're not going to worship together anymore so they would split you know well let alone like how many different sects are within each denomination yeah yep especially i think baptist. there are like yeah, that's what i was going to say there are so many different versions of ba- of the baptist church i am um, i dated a girl in high school that was free will baptist yeah, and I, I take it from your laughter. Yeah, I take it from your laughter Anything that, that you're familiar. Free will or something to that effect is like the exact opposite. <laughs> yes, precisely. Yeah, she was raised in a household where like you weren't allowed to dance, you weren't allowed to like 
you weren't allowed to she wasn't allowed to listen to any music that wasn't like wasn't signed off on by her parents like just all these like crazy she she had to wear skirts that were like ankle length all the time like tons of little tiny rules I'll say like yeah. the, the no dancing is a main Baptist thing. I don't know why, but it is. No, no dancing. No playing cards. Yeah. No fun. <laughs> no fun. <laughs> <laughs> that, basically, the no like, dancing thing is is odd to me. I think as someone who, because I've only ever really experienced the Baptist Church in like pop culture, the pop culture version of it. Right, and you think right. of like the Southern Baptist churches with all the singing and the like. It's kind the of clapping. always presented as being joyous, and you know, and but is no dancing pretty across the board for the Baptist church? I think if you're like core Baptist, yes, I think. But when you get to like the non-denominational Baptist base, or non-denominational yeah. overall, which is kind of ironic because it's a denomination, right? Uh, you kind of get into like that gray territory of like you can dance if you want. Like... Yeah. Okay. Because you often see, you know, the singing and clapping and swaying, and it's like, how close is that to dancing? Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. So I guess what I was wondering was like, as a Christian, because you're you're a Christian, right? You still right. attend church regularly, mm-hmm. and um. Like, I guess, how does this kind of, these experiences, how do they fit into your belief system? That is something I've never really even thought about. Like, I, I've experienced this for so long that it's just always been part of my life, no matter, like, what I've believed or not. But it's that I, there's ghosts in the Bible. There are, right. there's a burning bush in the Bible. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's, as it gets... Like, even, like, people say, like, oh, he's the only God to know. He says he's the true God. Right. There are multiple gods in the Bible. Yeah. And, like, when it comes down to that, it's like, that's that's where a lot of, like, the mindset on that, if it's not God or angels, it's demonic. Right. Because it's, like, you get into, like, Baal and all that. Sure. BS. As in, just that argument on that. Like... I think for me, it's like I make room for it in that we are called to love first, no matter what, no matter what situation, no matter because like, and I treat a spirit like I treat a a person, right? Like if I, like, I haven't never really talked to one, obviously, right? But like, definitely an empath in that I can feel a lot of energies and feel when something's like a little off. Sure, but it's very it's like respectful and like owning of like my space but it's like when it comes truthfully to the religion faith part of it I think overall the church is becoming more lenient towards like that mindset of like oh yeah this stuff does exist and it's not just Satan right (laughs) I think a lot of the the sort of first generation of paranormal investigators set a lot of that in stone too that everything's a demon well I think mindset. especially Warren's yes of course I think the, um, the guy who didn't was the, the, the American ghost the first ghost hunter Tom Tolzer yeah 
he didn't. Like, he is like, we're going to go into the kind of Blake mind about it, and every yeah. case is different. I think yeah. I was going to say yeah, when you were talking a, about. Added a lot of fear mongering on that end of it. Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's where I always I always struggle with stories about you know the Warrens' career because I feel like they were basically taking the like cable news approach to ghost hunting really yeah. early, you know, and so it makes it really hard for me to take anything they really reported seriously, you know, right? Because it's like how much were they doing honest reporting and compared to how much they were selling. You know exactly, definitely. Yeah, um, it's like yeah, you kind of have to like, take like the Annabelle case for what it is, and the parents' case for what it is. Yeah, like their actual Conjuring case, but like when it, especially when it comes to, like Amityville, yeah, of just like from even just the actual investigation, how publicized it was. Yeah, like they were... obviously it was a huge murder suit, a huge murder. Yeah, but still, it's just like they paid for news bands to be there when they were there. Yeah, like no, like disrespect to them or their legacy, but it's like, yeah, really, like you're gonna yeah. be making profit by calling stuff, a new, right? yeah, yes, yeah, um, and you know I have uh, a friend Ken. He is the West Coast director for the Warren Society or Warren yeah. Foundation now. Um, who is actually I like on the how show they're early on. Yes, they they've made some big changes. Um, Taking putting more of like the, the science approach to it. Yeah, and it, it, there's a much greater emphasis on helping people who are having you know negative experiences. Like it's all Very aimed so. at. It's all aimed at like how can you better the lives of the people who are coming to you for help. You know, which I think is yes. it's a noble pursuit, of course. Um, but I was going to say when you were talking about how this fits into your belief system you mentioned you know that you're taught to love first right mm-hmm. to and i think that extends to yourself you know what i mean yeah. and like to love and accept your experiences mm-hmm. also right and for sure yeah that that makes sense to me it's like i have had a couple of friends who who just like their parents just kind of they, they, they tried to go do it with the to to it to them with it, right? And they were just like, "Oh yeah, no, that stuff doesn't exist." And then I'm like, "Like you know, I'm an open book about my experiences. You can come and tell me about what you, you did experience." Yeah, like I've not always been like an open book with my friends about it because very early on, like I've not really talked about it until like the past few years. Like my yeah. close friends have always known. And, like, once stuff happens, they talk about it. Yeah. But, like, relatives really haven't known until recently of just, like, stuff I have experienced. I mean, when you're a kid, it's really easy to get taken over by the, like, the drive to not be the weird kid. Right? Well, I was like, the weird kid no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, you you know, you try hard not to stand out for the wrong reasons when you're, right. when you're young. Um. So I definitely See, I get gave that. up on being cool when I was like thirteen. <laughs> That's the perfect time to give up on it. That's like right <laughs> when the fun starts, you know. Um, 
Yeah, the teenagers who who don't care what people think are the ones having the most fun, for sure. For sure, because you're not trying to impress anybody. Yeah, exactly. Ryan went through a lot of that, too, with his experiences, where he didn't... I mean, he didn't even... We've been best friends for 25 years, and I didn't know about a lot of his experiences until we sat down and did that interview. Right. Like, just stuff that he had always kept close to the chest, because he when he was young and experiencing it a lot more he just like thought I don't know I guess he felt like he didn't want to be the the weird kid the one you know even in a group of weird kids to be the weird kid is you know yeah exactly yeah I get that I guess definitely especially when you are like when I was a kid I was fairly introverted to begin with yeah and just like it's hard it was hard for me to be social what being autistic and all of that asperger's yeah misdiagnosis add but that was common back in the 90s have you have you had experience aside from the the possible bigfoot that you experienced um have you had any brushes with things outside shadow people Outside shadow people. I, there was one time I was working at a store with logos at Red Bullseye, uh, <laughs> Target. Sure. Uh, and I was bent over refilling bags at my register, and I see a physical like pair of legs, like suit, dark green, brownish suit pants, brown shoes. Like I saw every single detail down to like the laces. Okay. And he was approaching me like he had a question, or they were approaching me like they had a question. Like, can I help you? Nobody. Whoa. That's there weird. Was, I worked at a bagel shop for a couple of years, and I was walking out of, like, our freezer area and walking back up front, and I see, uh, I think it was about my time, 6'2", who, uh, blonde hair from behind, white and red striped shirt like it's crazy because like the the detail i can remember when it comes to this stuff yeah like and just like walking away like i i wonder if that was like i think i wonder if i watched something about like uh was it the the serial killer in uh i think it was in it wasn't bundy but it was in, in i think it was in indiana it was go fox hollow farm was oh like, yeah where yeah yeah, and like the new owners had seen like if I had just watched like the Ghost Adventures episode or whatever of that, sure. Uh, and like one of their like claims is that they would see a a guy torso up is wearing a red shirt. Yeah, like I wonder if like my brain kind of like if I was just tired because I would get there at six in the morning. Sure, and like that was like Chris Paradolia if I actually saw it. Like that's one one of the things like that it's there, but it's like. Did I imagine that? Because I'd go through that checklist too every time I see something. Like, am I tired? What could I have imagined that? Yeah. Never seen anything like that before, so how could I have imagined it? Yeah. Like, I've got like five step checklist to go through before it's like, yep, that was paranormal. Uh, yeah, definitely that's... just like uh, auditory. A lot of just like hearing your name be called or hear, thinking and your name is being called. Uh, yeah. Like, not really like premonitions, but like, like I had a lady ask me to pray for her nephew for whatever. I think he got going through a hard time, and before he had, she had her whole his whole name written down, 
I saw it in my like like flash before my eyes. Like yeah. that's not normal. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that's that's strange. Mm-hmm. The um. Lon Strickler, who writes the Phantoms and Monsters blog, he recently um, released a blog on strange, on like strange encounters that people have had while working in like customer service situations. Yeah. Yeah. It was super interesting. A lot of stuff like that. Like seeing someone walk toward them and then they turn and look back and they're gone. And like just bizarre encounters with like sort of men in black type like the people that don't really they almost seem human but not quite right you know? like yeah I mean, that's just the people of walmart yeah <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but i get what almost, you mean that's yeah. like that they they're, they're just that little bit off yeah just that uncanny valley <laughs> they're, they're wearing uh they're wearing sunglasses inside exactly <laughs> Yeah. With a full suit. You hand them a pen and they act like they've never seen one before. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Never had that thing. Like, thankfully, I've never uh, experienced that yet. Who knows? Well, fingers crossed. Day. Right? <laughs> <laughs> seen some weird things in, in my day of doing uh, service industry, but I've not seen that, that I know of Men in Black. Well, man, this this has been awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your story, especially for talking about like your faith and how this all fits into that. I'm really fascinated by that. Yeah, I'm um, open to talking about it any time. I'd yeah, love to come back awesome. on and just talk paranormal stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I I appreciate that. I'd love to have you back anytime. Is there anything you'd like to like point people toward or? I mean, obviously, but we're, we're just on already on this on this platform, Capfire. Sure. Um, but it's like, don't be afraid to reach out to somebody who can trust. If you have an experience, reach out to you guys. Absolutely. Just don't be afraid to tell your story. Like, if you have a story, yeah, it's not meant to just be kept inside. As painful as it could have been to tell when you were little, maybe write it down. At least message somebody about it, no matter what yeah. it is. Agreed. It always feels better to talk. Yes. Yeah. I think especially like, like in the era we grew up in of just like there's so much almost shame. Yeah. I mean, you've talked you brought it up with Ryan of just like that you didn't know a lot of what he went through. Yeah. Until like was late last year. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I like I felt bad about it because like I was right there with him through those through all those times. You know what I mean? And like. I, I felt bad because I had no idea what he was going through, you know? I think it's like, and I kind of, like how you said in your message, it's just like, a, it can just be stressful. Yeah. And especially if you, like, if you told, like, the wrong person first, like, you yeah. never want to tell somebody again. Yeah. Yeah, that's a shame. All right. Well, on that note, I think we'll wrap this up. Thank you. Thank you for being on. This is great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Absolutely. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week, and it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. 
And if you want more, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. It's there you will find bonus content, behind the scenes, or just keeping up on our day to day, and maybe some swag along the way. It is our way to show thanks for your support and do everything we can to provide you with as much content as possible. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. With that said, we want to get to know each and every one of you, so please come and check us out on all the socials at campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook, at campfire.totsau on Twitter, and you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And lastly, we do have our merch store. You can find the link available on all of our social media or via our link tree. Show your support. Buy a shirt. Buy a sticker. Buy a blanket. Buy a pillow. Anything that you want to rep Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. And that's it. Until next time. I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers. Stay weird. And and trust trust in the unknown. unknown.